0: Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Howdy folks. Hey, it's Thanksgiving week here in the US. So this week, I'm very thankful for all of you who listen to and share this podcast. I'm also thankful for the folks who've reached out to connect with me to become part of my network. That's been a great thing for me, and of course, I hope it has been for them as well, and I'm always happy to connect folks whenever it makes sense. One of the listeners that reached out to me is Adrienne Lusa. She is a sales specialist in the genomic space in South Africa. The cool thing here is that she has started a podcast that you're going to hear about in a minute. This episode is a little different in that Adrienne invited me to be her first guest, which I was happy to do. And so she is kind of the host on this episode. She is the host on this episode. But we asked questions back and forth because I wanted to know more about her podcast and the African biotech community in general. So, I will stop yapping right now. And here is my conversation with Adrian Lusa.
1: Hello. Um, Welcome to the Africa Biotech Conversations. I'm your host, Adrian. And I'm super excited because today is the first episode of this podcast. And I'm joined by a fantastic guest who has also helped guide through this whole process (laughs) that has been nerve wracking and he's none other, but Chris Connor. Hi, Chris.
0: Hello. Good to be here.
1: Thank you so much for joining. So a little bit of background about Chris. Chris is a content strategist, a podcast producer, and host of the Life Science Marketing Radio podcast. Um, CNE News Media has, News Media Group listed Chris as a top influencer alongside Gary Benichuk and Seth Gordon and in his five years of doing podcasting chris's podcast has already seen tens of thousands of downloads following interviews with thought leaders and experts in the life science marketing industry so i decided that for my first episode Doing podcasting, I was going to ask Chris to join so we can have some clarity around podcasting as can be useful to the biotech community, especially the African biotech community. So, Chris, thank you again for making time to join us.
0: Well, it's an honor to be your first guest, Adrian. I'm looking forward to this. It'll be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let's just dive right in. Chris, tell me what led to you starting a podcast?
0: So when I, I left my last corporate job, I was trying to get started as a, you know, marketing consultant and I had a blog that I was using to, as a content marketing strategy to build an audience around, you know, what I do but I was listening to a lot of podcasts to learn about, you know, marketing as a solo, you know, freelancer, essentially. And at one point I realized I really liked listening to them. And if I don't start one, somebody else who I know is going to start one ahead of me and it'd be too late. So, and, and yeah. the other thing about the blog was I had to come up with ideas every other week and I have a lot of opinions, but I felt in my blog, I was lecturing. And I thought, you know, there are a lot of people I know who know way more about marketing than I do. Why don't I just ask them? And it's so much easier and a lot more fun. So that's that's how I got started. I'm curious. That's fantastic. What are tell me, you know, how did you think about this and what what are you trying to do with this African biotech conversations podcast?
1: Yes, great question, Chris. I also, similarly to you, listen to a lot of podcasts. I I recently, or in my job as a salesperson, I was always busy on my feet or in between cities and never really quite found time to read a book. So I got into audiobooks and eventually found podcasts um, which I thought gave really smart advice in nice chunks that were easy to apply and very relevant. I could select them as needed, but I always found that they were a bit out out there. I couldn't really find something that brought most of the things I was recently interested in into one space. And like you, I thought why not start a podcast and doing some brainstorming i decided that i wanted it to be around something that i am passionate about which is biotech and also seeing how biotech is rising in popularity and in applications in africa i thought it would be the perfect sort of topic to discuss with experts around so The goal of the podcast really is to expose what is happening in Africa right now in the biotech space and to strengthen the growing community or ecosystem of biotechnology in Africa. Yeah. And so it's a passion project.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. And so who are you hoping to have? Who's your audience?
1: I'm hoping to have uh, in my audience the members of the Africa biotech ecosystem. So I'm hoping that students will tune in to get inspired, to get excited. I'm hoping that bio entrepreneurs, startup members, investors even would tune in to get enlightened and encouraged about and educated about what is happening. Uh, in the biotech industry in Africa, and really anyone who is curious about how biotechnology can contribute to scientific development or just development in Africa would really like to tune in. It's going to be lay language, storytelling, just to pass across the message of the backstories around biotechnology and how it's going to play out in Africa in the years to come. Yeah. And you, who, who are those in your audience, in the audience of the Life Science uh, Marketing Radio podcast?
0: Well, based on the title, I hope, which was sort of a search engine optimization move on my part, I mean, it, it's marketers in the life science, all the people that I would like to work with. Yeah. But of course, I know there are some CEOs of startups, and I know big companies, small companies, students people who are scientists who are looking to get into marketing I hear from them occasionally and then uh, but I think a lot of my audience might be interested in your podcast because they're going to learn about an emerging market right and and opportunities yeah. to do business with the bio entrepreneurs that you're trying to help so and I've often said or many That's people perfect. will say I mean, podcast, doing a podcast is market research, right? You're learning about a particular group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And can you relate a a story of maybe how someone in your audience or a guest or yourself, a remarkable story that came out of an episode of a podcast uh, that you did to inspire people to tune in, to get involved and engaged with podcasting in the biotech space.
0: Yeah, well, I've had, you know, I've had people on who sometimes a PR company will reach out to me and say, you should talk to this person, right? And, and because they are trying mm-hmm. to attract an audience for their business. And that has certainly happened. And I um, I don't, I can't remember a, the specific example around that, but I know I've gotten that kind of feedback. Steve Coolish, who was on my podcast a couple months ago, just uh, emailed me because he's a friend. He lives in the neighborhood. And when I put my uh, little clip up on LinkedIn, he said he was really amazed by the number of new, you know, LinkedIn connection requests he was getting.
1: Oh, wow. Based on
0: being on my podcast. And probably the most spectacular example, take it as you will, but Kat Krasrytska who once um, was a guest host of my podcast, claims that she got a job because she put it on her resume. Who's to say? But I mean, she she did put it on her resume and then she did get a new job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. So networking, exposure to new clients, new partners, even new opportunities for career advancement, you'll say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, networking for me personally, and I think for a lot of the people who've been on my podcast is probably the biggest benefit, although, you know, it's, well, I can certainly measure it. I know that I've gained followers and new connections and new friends. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, it's the same people get some exposure and other people want to talk to them and it, it works out well for everyone.
1: Yeah. Perfect, perfect. What's, yeah. Tell
0: me, I'm curious about yours in a similar way since you're just getting started, but around your topic, what's exciting in African biotechnology right now? I mean, I, in my world, I see most of the focus on human health, and I think that's probably true globally, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a little different balance mm-hmm. in Africa. I don't know. What's it like?
1: Yeah. So the the global attention that Africa is getting I think is also related to human health mostly because of the genomic uh, diversity of the African continent as a whole which is far more diverse than any other place on earth so that that is attracting attention so you see your human genomics is gaining attraction around things like pharmacogenomics precision medicine research into rare rare diseases and mutations but also i think things like agriculture some of my guests are working a lot in the alt alternative protein uh, space So things like cultivated meat, insect-derived dairy, and things like that. So a lot of agricultural applications, gene editing for, you know, pest resistance, improved crop quality, and things like that. And also just using biotechnology to also derive data towards future applications like smart devices. So there's a lot of that also in the in the pipeline coming up, yeah. And one one remarkable thing now that you talk about human health is there is a an upcoming project. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called the Three Mac Project, so the Three Million African Genomes Project. That most or most of the thought leaders and specialists around the genomic space are working on on sequencing three million uh, genomes uh, African oh. genomes and hopefully this will really unravel uh, a lot of data that will go around serving human health globally because I I'll believe there's a lot of information that will be will be on, on unfolded in that data so yeah that's that's quite exciting that's that's coming up yeah and and another thing is currently, with the pandemic, with the COVID pandemic, there's been a lot of capacity building. I know there are, there are several sectors of biotechnology, but my <laughs> one of one of the areas in which I was directly involved as a sales professional was in the genomic space. And I know there's been massive capacity building. So instrument acquisition and distribution around Africa. There's also been a lot of training in, in terms of the, the specialists. So both the scientists, the bio and informaticians. So there's a lot of capacity building, biobanks being set up, so that I believe that in the next few years, the data, the application of the data will be more on a smooth, on a smooth path moving forward. Yeah. So that 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 to me makes me very excited, which also justifies why I wanted to start this podcast so we can live in real time through these changes and these developments.
0: yeah, That's exciting. I mean, the 3 million African genomes blows me away. So I'm going to date myself. Some people will understand this. The youngsters (laughs) will just shake their heads. But when I was in graduate school (laughs) and the Human Genome Project was proposed, there was an editorial, probably Mm -hmm. in Science or Nature, I'm not sure, that said if we put every biologist on the planet, on the genome project it won't finish in our lifetime that yeah. that's where the state of the art was then and then they finish early and now we're talking about sequencing 3 million yeah. human genomes not to mention all the other organisms where data is just yeah. flying out so
1: the, yeah yeah the
0: acceleration of all kinds the of technology, technology has
1: come a long way amazing yeah but, um, it's come a long way <laughs> nah. and it keeps developing yeah so chris tell me about about podcasting and about spreading all these innovations and information how do you as a, as a podcast producer podcaster stay engaged with your community because that's something that I would like to, to do actively stay engaged with the community or encourage the community to grow and and, and, and stay connected, encourage solidarity if you may, among the, the biotech community.
0: Yeah. So you you will be the connector. I mean that's what I have found. I mean there are many other people yeah. way smarter in marketing and life science than I am, but it's been an incredible opportunity to meet a bunch of people and then bring them together. So of course I'm on LinkedIn a lot, putting out content and that's how I get followers. The one thing that's probably been the best for community engagement and then meeting more and more people uh, has been during the pandemic last year, I started having little zoom cocktail parties with my network. And rather, because I knew people were probably burning out on Zoom for meetings and so on. And I thought, we're not going to have 20 or 30 people. I'm going to have a bunch of people say they're willing. And then I would pick like five or six people who I was pretty sure didn't know each other and have a little gathering on Zoom. Okay. And- Sometimes it went into talking about life science and marketing. Every group was different. Yeah. But sometimes we had these incredible conversations. Not all my friends are in life science, right? Some of them are swimmers or whatever to where we had people talking about punk rock and aviation in the same conversation. Um, Yeah, And so those people get to meet each other and some of them had got on each other's podcasts. (laughs) And I think that's the value that you're providing, right? Is that you, you're a contact point for all these bio entrepreneurs to get together and hopefully they get the Mm -hmm. message that, Hey, if I'm interested in what that person's doing, I might get an introduction through Adrian. Right. I mean, of course they can reach out directly. Also awesome, but yeah. um, Regardless, you're going to be the person providing that value that people discover what's going on in other parts of the continent, which, of course, to remind everybody, I mean, your listeners know, my listeners (laughs) probably need to be reminded about how huge the continent of Africa is.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is huge. It is huge. And as technology goes, I mean, IT is also expanding and it's helping expand biotechnology as well so yeah bright bright days ahead for africa and and biotechnology as a whole yeah and another another question is related what what sort of marketing trends are you seeing having the most impact on the biotech industry in the u.s right now and how is that likely to play out over the next few years
0: i had an answer that I'm going to give you. And then another one just popped into my head. I mean, of course, one of the trends is the inability to meet face-to-face with people. That's a little bit more of a sales challenge than a marketing challenge, but it's a marketing challenge in Mm -hmm. the sense that salespeople aren't handing out literature, which honestly I've never been a huge fan of, but I understand (laughs) why why that's important, you know, building relationships and so on. So, of course, finding ways to be engaging virtually or produce content that doesn't involve face-to-face interactions. I really hope we get past all Mm. of that as soon as possible and we can get back to having face-to-face, but that is one trend. And then apparently I've just learned this in preparation for another webinar that webinar attendance is. And maybe that's because people are spending more time on their computer in meetings, right? And if that's mm-hmm. the environment of a meeting, why would you want to do that again? Whereas in your old world, probably still too many meetings, but face-to-face and you'd say, oh, I can sit for an hour yeah. in front of my screen to learn something. Now that's yeah. not so attractive.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: My answer to that is regardless if it's a webinar or a podcast or some written piece of text or a video you create, your content is competing, not just with your competitors marketing content, your content is competing with everything. It competes with Netflix, mm. Amazon, <laughs> mm. Hulu,
1: <laughs> and all the True. big
0: companies that are producing content. Yeah. And so the bar is being raised. That's a trend. It's also an opportunity to stand out. And I also think on the other end, there's an opportunity to just create simpler content if it's valuable. It doesn't have to be high mm-hmm. production. If it's valuable to your audience. That's that's where I would put my effort. I mean, uh, I see a lot of content on LinkedIn that's sort of flag waving. You know, excited to be going to this event, but tell me what you're yeah. doing at that event, <laughs> right? Tell me what you learned. Tell me, you know, yeah. what people are going to learn if they go with you.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's very interesting. I think I think a lot of people will find it um, useful uh and valuable to follow and just to see how the changes that have been brought uh forth by the pandemic are going to affect marketing and just business (laughs) real world business as a whole yeah we look forward to things getting back to, to, to face-to-face and in-person. But in the meantime, let's let's make use of the tools and, and, and technology that is available to us, I think. That's, that's the takeaway for me. And make it interesting and keep it simple. I think I find also that people are more interested in connecting with individuals than with companies. They, they're more interested in, in people. So one-on-one connections than just the company pushing out content. What do you think?
0: I think that's, I'm so glad you said that. I realized that, you know, early on in the pandemic, in the middle of last year, right, everybody was starved for connection, you know, besides people live under the same roof, right? And I think that's always true, but maybe we take it for granted. And I also think it's an opportunity. Mm. Um, This came up in a podcast I just recorded on Monday about the opportunity just to share stories about people within your company. Like what do people on the other side of the planet do? What's their life Mm -hmm. like? If you have a large multinational company, we're just always interested in then any opportunity to create individual connections is good for your company. If if Mm -hmm. people in your company are building relationships, it's always funny to me that companies kind of hold back on certain things because of branding or production value. And yet their salespeople, the most important people in their company are out there yeah. meeting people face to face and no one's looking over their shoulder, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could <can> say anything,
0: <laughs> but you count on them to be decent human beings and build those relationships. Yeah. So, and you know that better than I am, that's your job. Like, <laughs> so.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that's what eventually drives drives the business or brings growth uh, to the business so yeah i'm i'm all, all with you on that one and 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 also another question related well i think you've already touched on that but could you maybe from your interactions and from your networking Have you picked up one or two social media trends that could really drive business growth that bio entrepreneurs in Africa should, if they not yet, should invest in?
0: So my, well, yes, I was going to say like, I, I've removed myself from a lot of social media in the last year just to be happier, honestly, (laughs) but I'm still on LinkedIn (laughs) And I've seen a yeah. lot of people do well publishing content frequently on LinkedIn, more than you think you should. Yeah. There does come a point. I also notice I have some friends who publish on LinkedIn quite a bit. And there's a point where I just say, I don't need to hear any more from that person. Right. So there, there is a limit. Yeah. And, and I know all that content from that person is fantastic. And it's working, you know, based on their mm-hmm. account. like. Publishing that much works for them. Me personally, I don't want to see it all. Anyway, having said that, you can publish. Most bio entrepreneurs should probably publish more content on LinkedIn. And it doesn't have to be about your product or your company. And this is the Mm -hmm. podcast I just released this morning. I talked to Frank Dolan about medical education pre-launch of a biotech product. And so that's really content marketing. It's what is the state of the disease? The people that are going to write prescriptions for that drug would like to know, Mm -hmm. like, where are we right now? What's the best, you know, what's giving the best outcomes? What are the problems? What is the life of a patient like for that thing? All that's information that's totally unrelated to the drug that they're about to launch, except for it's everything around it, right? It's not about the thing. Yeah. Where was I going with that? So education like that. And then YouTube is probably underutilized. I know people think video is important. Mm -hmm. And of course it is, it's a great storytelling medium, but it's also the other reason to be there is it's the second largest search engine. So people could be searching for any other things. And then all of a sudden your brand pops up about you, you telling a story around whatever your biotech company is trying to do the problems Mm -hmm. you're trying to address. That's how you can be discovered when no one would otherwise know about you. Those would be the two I'd pick.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, that's very, very helpful. That was a bit Um, of a ramble. I personally can... (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it came across. It came across perfectly. LinkedIn and YouTube. So education focused and not necessarily about your product Pre-launch, education, engaging with the, 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 the population. Outside. And I know That's other- That's take away from that.
0: Yeah. I know people use other social media platforms successfully. Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Scientists are certainly there. I don't mean to imply that they are not. So those are yes. definitely worth investigating. On that regard, I would follow Chris Walker on LinkedIn. So he's been a guest on my mm-hmm. podcast. He does a lot of testing. I think he serves mostly software as a service companies, but his approach to content for LinkedIn, finding out what people want, telling stories is pretty smart.
1: Great, Chris Walker. Yes. Noted, I will definitely be checking him out. Yes, I I'd say aside from getting getting through the, the or getting visibility via marketing, some of the related challenges that African bio entrepreneurs specifically are encountering are, are also things around quality. So they get particular scrutiny <laughs> for for being for producing out of out of africa so i was talking with a, a potential guest the other day and he told me that because they are manufacturing antibodies in africa they get a lot of bottlenecks because they need to like prove quality and things like that and then some other related thing like you said education is very important because the population does not yet grasp what uh, uh, biotechnology represents. And so, yeah, it is It is definitely something also to put, put emphasis on. So educating people, educating the market, educating stakeholders. So because even local investors, they don't yet feel confident enough with the information they have to take the risk in investing in biotech. Uh, companies in Africa. So, some those are some of the additional challenges that African bio entrepreneurs are currently facing, aside from getting visibility. Which your your tips on marketing and social media have, I uh, hopefully will, will help them too. But yeah, I think combining all of that, even using social media like podcasting, you know, to get the message out there will help to give them visibility, give them credibility, and also just allow for networking that I think will build trust (laughs) and sort of smooth some of those challenges as well. I think what I'll just add that.
0: What you're doing is incredibly valuable for the entire market in that regard. I mean, you are going to be one of the channels through which at least people can you know. produce information and then it maybe gets distributed other ways or picked up by journalists that thing about educating people beyond the biotech community about what goes on inside of it is huge because if there's distrust yeah. i mean even in the us there has been let's say more than a little distrust of the pharma industry right and and i realize yeah. there is no industry that is 100% pure stuff happens everywhere right Mm -hmm. but there's also i mean we're sitting here having this conversation and i can go out and see my friends face to face because the industry produced a vaccine in record time right incredible amount of value there as well and so that education besides connecting people in your community and then letting people know what the challenges are i mean that's that's interesting to me and helping people understand Whatever the situation is in terms of quality, whether it's perception or reality or how do you fix it, you're bringing those things to light and you're going to advance the whole program by doing that.
1: Thank you so much. I I hope that that message has gone through because I couldn't say it better. And yeah, I, I look forward to a great series of episodes with exciting stories about the lives and the making of biotech startups and, and, and the companies in Africa. I hope that your audience will follow and reach out if they are interested in what is happening in Africa right now, it's exciting. I must say it's really exciting. I, I worked in sales and distribution for, for a lot of global companies. And I can attest to you that what is going on in the background, what is coming is really amazing.
0: Yeah, so it, yeah, it's I hope gonna everyone be an ex- stays
1: tuned and follows.
0: It's going to be an exciting story to follow. I think what you're doing is great. And I'm, have no doubt that other lots of people should find this interesting.
1: Thank you so much. On that note, Chris, I really want to appreciate you, not just for coming through on the show, but for your guidance and mentorship (laughs) in getting this project to this point. So thank you again. And yeah, if anyone is interested in contacting or getting in touch with Chris, please uh, reach out and I'll be happy to introduce. On that note, thank you for listening. And see you in the next episode. Bye.
0: <laughs> I am very excited for Adrian and for this podcast. She's doing some pretty cool things and talking to some very interesting people. I saw one episode that was about growing, you know, insects for protein sources and i think there's going to be all kinds of interesting stories coming out of it adrian's going to do a great job so make sure you tune into that to find out what's going on on uh, one of the larger continents shall we say um i'm also excited because i have lots more great guests lined up over the next few months so you don't want to miss those episodes I think we're going to expand our content a little bit here. I'm not going to say too much more about that because I haven't finalized everything, but I am hoping to create more content and more value for you going forward. And with that, uh, whether or not you're having Thanksgiving this week, I hope you have a great week, and I will be back in a couple. Bye-bye.